Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. I am so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you today. And this thought today comes from this. I believe that Yahweh is the most blessed when you and I are functioning in our designed intention. Not, not just believing for the potential of His Word to be made manifest in our lives, but actually living from a position where His Word is presented back to Himself fulfilled. I want to take a a quick look at Genesis chapter 35. We're going to begin in verse 10, and it says this, Yahweh said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. In verse 11, it says, also Yahweh said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. So so here we see that Jacob was first re-identified, and as Jacob was now called Israel, the identity of Yahweh was reaffirmed. And as the identities of Israel and Yahweh were instated, the commandment to be blessed and create blessings were also set in place. So do not despise the place of small beginnings because what may begin as a re-identification can quickly transform into a responsibility to produce a company of nations and kings from within you. However, the order is that you first learn how to function as a king before you're able to raise one up. Today, Yahweh wants to remind you of who you are. And this process of maturation is rarely observable in scripture because there are generally seasons where men and women are hidden. And oftentimes we relate to these these seasons as the wilderness. Now, now this means a time when things don't often go as planned, so their faults are covered up while they're maturing, like only the good side is presented, right? And I know that, that I've had my times of being in this place, but as we grow into who Yahweh has called us to be, it is important that we maintain a proper valuation of our progress. So say what you want about Jacob, but this young man became the patriarch through which the whole nation of Israel came forth. And I think it's truly a gift that we're able to see that Jacob was even wrestling in his mother's womb. And then we get to see him 77 years later running from Esau, who he had competed with his whole life. And then another 20 years, he was able to reconcile with Esau after hiding with Uncle Laban and having his family. He finally made it to Canaan. So I want to review this journey. Jacob is the grandson of Abraham. From the time he comes out of the womb, he is competing with his brother. Now Esau is this red-headed man's man who was trained in the ways of warfare and he came out first. And so since Jacob couldn't win, he tricked his way into receiving the birthright. Now, now you and I know that there is not a bowl of soup on the planet that's this good, but it, it says that Esau became weary in the field and he despised his birthright. Now, despise doesn't mean that you hate. I I believe I've taught on this before. It just means that you give up. So let this be a warning to you. You will be surprised what you will trade when you become weary. 
There's a, a story uh, that I shared recently with our, our church family, um, and it had to do with my oldest son, Eli. He's been, we've been uh, taking some of, of uh, <laughs> Mr. Marios's uh, teachings with his children and finances, and we've applied them with our children. So they do chores and receive an allowance. So they're, they're learning to properly evaluate money. But Eli got in a hurry. And he, he wanted to buy something, but he was about $10 short. And so he has this, this business, right, where we buy, sell, and trade sports cards and memorabilia. And Yahweh has really blessed his business. But this is something that, that he has a, a joy and a passion for. And so we're teaching him some practical application in the areas of finances in relation to his business. But I found this one card, and I knew that Eli was unaware of the value. And it was, I'll tell you the value in a second, but I said, Eli, if you really want this thing, I will purchase this card from you for $10. That way you don't have to wait another two weeks for your allowance. And he said, bet. So I've also learned that in in the young people's language now, bet means deal. That means that, means that we, have an, we have reached an agreement. So he says, bet. And he said, Daddy, how much is this card actually worth after we shook hands? And I said, it's worth about $300. And his countenance dropped. And the reason why is because he knew that I had taken advantage of him. And the problem here is that oftentimes we trade what we truly want or what we truly have for what we want now. We get in this mindset that that it may not come unless we seize the opportunity. And so oftentimes we will devalue what Yahweh has given us and overvalue the very thing that we think we must have right now. This is what happened with Esau. He despised his entire birthright of the firstborn the blessing that Abraham had prepared for him, all for a bowl of soup, right? So never allow yourself to give up what you want most for what you want now. I'm not going to go into the details this morning, but we know that Jacob worked for 14 years and he received Rachel. Then he stayed another six years, but Yahweh calls him back to Canaan. And against all odds, he made it. And it's amazing because at this point, Esau welcomes him back with open arms. And so we see that the real struggle of Jacob's life was never with his brother. This was the struggle of who Jacob was called to be in relation to who he allowed himself to settle for. Now, as soon as he makes it back to Canaan, something terrible happens. You can read this, but Simeon and Levi take matters into their own hands. And just as soon as Jacob paid a hundred pieces of silver for the land and put up his tent, he finds himself in a great deal of trouble. But this is where it gets good. In Genesis chapter 35, verse 1, it says this, Yahweh said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to Yahweh who appeared to you when you fled from the face of your brother Esau. So why is it significant that Yahweh calls Jacob back to Bethel, right? This was not a trophy moment in Jacob's life. This was not an opportunity where he was able to demonstrate his strength and his faith and confidence in Yahweh. This was, it, it was a representation of a place of uncertainty. This was where he was fleeing originally from his brother Esau because he thought that Esau would kill him if he got his hands on him because he had just pulled off the greatest the greatest con attempt in in all of history at least within their family right 
And so Yahweh calls Jacob back to Bethel. Why does he do that? And I believe that this is a great story of redemption, that this place would not only remain a representation of uncertainty, but this would be a moment for Yahweh to display his glory in Jacob's life. And Jacob took his whole household, all those who were with him, and he said, put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. I wish I had more time to expound on this. Maybe in the next podcast of purifying yourself and changing your garments. But he said, let us arise and go to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in my day of distress and had been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods that were in their hands, the earrings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree, which was by Shechem. There's is, man, I'm telling you, I can, I, I, I've got to keep my focus here because this place of Shechem represents the shoulder. It rep- represents the government of Yahweh. Or, Oracle Elijah Ward is a good friend of mine, also a member um, uh, here of, of uh, Wisdom's Echo. But he talked about how Shechem represented the increase of the government of Yahweh, which instituted, excuse me, an increase of the peace of Yahweh, but this was in Shechem. So they journeyed in the terror of Yahweh was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is the land in the land of Canaan. And he and all the people were with him, and he built an altar, and he called the place El Bethel, because there Yahweh appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, had died, and she was buried below Bethel under the terebinth tree. So the name of it was called Alan Bakhuth. And then Yahweh appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram, and he blessed him, and he said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be Jacob anymore. He re-identified him, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel, and Yahweh said to him, I am Yahweh. I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. Listen to this. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. So look, we we look back at this story and, and we know that Jacob was not in Bethel singing and dancing and rejoicing the first time through. He was wondering to himself, will I make it? And I believe that Yahweh didn't call him back to this place where, where he had his greatest faith. He called him back to the place where he had his greatest fear, but he made it anyway. Just to remind Jacob that he was not circling back into a cycle, but he was spiraling into progression of who Yahweh intended for him him to be. This is amazing when you find yourself in a position that you may recognize this moment or this season in your life. Please recognize this as an opportunity. You have the ability from this point to continue circling around that mountain or you can spiral into the depth and progression and maturity of who Yahweh has called you to be. In verse 11 it says, "A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. Why is this a big deal? Because for Israel to ever produce a nation in a company of nations, he had to first learn to submit 
to the process and the re-identification of who Yahweh's called him to be. And it's not just a re-identification that we transform all of a sudden out of who we are into who we're designed to be. It is that we remember the identity that we hold. We remember who Yahweh has called for us to be. And my heart's cry today is that this will come Man, in such a a fashion of transformation in your life that Yahweh will allow you to spiral into who he has called you to be. Because because just to remind Jacob that he wasn't circling back, but he was spiraling into something, he was reminding him that he was identified from Jacob to Israel. And as he was re-identified, Yahweh himself was also reaffirmed. And in my encouragement today is that we realize that royalty is designed to come from us, but it will only be able to do so as we confidently assume our position as the royalty of our Father. Yahweh desires for you to know your worth today. He desires for you to, to spiral into, to allow yourself to become covered and enfolded in his goodness, in his glory, in his peace, in his love, in his righteousness, in his holiness. This is what he desires most. It's it's not that we have something that he really you know, could use, you know, it is the fact that he desires your heart. He desires relationship with you. But as we allow ourselves to be identified as kings and priests on this earth, to be the answer to the the creation that is groaning and travailing, awaiting for the revealing and the manifestation of the sons and daughters, it comes first through the identification of who you and I are called to be today. I love that when Dr. Yana came and visited us at Gates of Zion, her introduction, she said, hello, Israel. And, and she was calling us this nation of kings and priests. And I will never forget that because from that moment forward, Yahweh began to take me on a journey that is unfolding and unveiling who he has created for me to be. Family, thank you for engaging with us. Thank you for your participation in your hearts. We are so honored to be uh, able to have this opportunity to share what Yahweh is doing in our lives. And I hope this encourages you today to allow yourself to be reminded that you are a king and that a nation and a company of nations and kings shall come from your body. We love you, family. Look forward to the next time we're able to be together.